Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. So it's officially spring, and in most parts of the country, it's uh, it's uh, almost summer. At least that's what it feels like outside. Nice to have you here with me on the country's most widely syndicated radio travel show. I'm Rudy Maxey, your genial radio host, and travel we will today. We're going to start by taking a tough look at how the United Continental merger has affected travelers. A couple of weeks ago, the new United said it would merge the two airlines' computer systems, and if you only read the mainstream media, you'd buy the company's press releases. It said, well, everything went pretty well, except for some minor glitches. That's not what Joe Brancatelli of JoeSentMe.com thinks. He's going to join me in about three minutes for a very different take on that subject. Then one of my very favorite people, former Tom magazine writer who's now a world-renowned essayist and author pico Iyer joins us from his home in rural japan for our places of the heart segment we're going to discuss the concept of stillness that's a word i don't hear much in these days what with email cell phones twitter television and about a hundred other things that tend to distract our attention almost every waking minute then if you've ever considered skydiving somewhere other than the united states there are a few things you ought to know about rob ladlow is a free fall specialist who travels the world advising skydiving operators to use only certified equipment and to have adequate training training he's going to tell us where it's safe to skydive and where it might not be and you know those full body scanners that are supposed to detect any foreign object on the person about to fly commercially well it turns out it's easy to fool those very expensive machines at least one of them one guy did it twice but you've probably never heard about it Turns out you will today when David Rowell from the Travel Insider fills us in. First, a quick look at the news and travel this week. One of the biggest travel stories of the month, in my opinion, made a brief appearance in the headlines and then sunk out of sight. It's probably a bad choice of a phrase because I'm talking about that collision of a Silver Sea cruise ship a week ago last Friday with a cargo ship off the coast of Vietnam. Now, no one was hurt aboard the Silver Shadow, and the cruise line called it a minor incident. But come on, fog or no fog, and there reportedly was fog, Aren't today's ships equipped with radar sufficient to warn them when they're anywhere near another vessel of any size, let alone a cargo ship? The cargo ship was severely damaged. Some of the crew was hurt. Aboard the Silver, Silver Shadow, passengers reported to their muster stations, and an eyewitness told CNN some of them were frantic. I can understand coming on the heels of the Costa Concordia disaster, as this one did. So what have we learned this week? Well, on Monday, Silver Sea Cruises said it would launch an investigation into the crash. That's it. Nothing more for the moment. I wonder if the result of that investigation will be made public. And while I'm on the subject of cruise ships, a company run by one of Italy's richest men bought a 1,700-foot luxury cruise ship that was originally built for Muammar Gaddafi's regime. Gaddafi's fourth son, Hannibal, suggested the ship could be the start of a luxury cruising industry for Libya. Ships got four swimming pools, 26 elevators, bowling alley, 21 bars across 18 decks. It was to have been de delivered to the Libyans this year, but we all know what happened to the Gaddafis, so... It was just sold to Italy's Mediterranean Shipping Company, whose billionaire CEO says the ship will be used for commercial cruises or private parties. And where's 36-year-old Hannibal Gaddafi these days? Reportedly in Algeria, evading an American arrest warrant, and I'm sure an Libyan arrest warrant as well. I don't expect he'll be checking into any one of the 69 yacht club suites on that ship when it becomes available. All right, if you've been reading the newspapers about the merger of United and Continental Airlines computer systems, you'd think the entire complicated process went off with a minimum of trouble. In fact, United's website has consistently downplayed any problems 
for passengers. I went on the website yesterday, united.com, and there was a Thursday update on the switchover. Now, in this comment by United, the airline admitted it was still having difficulty processing automatic upgrades for premier passengers, and the customers might have to experience a delay before reaching any United agents on the phone. But this is the one sentence that caught my eye. Here, I quote, quote, Certain reservations that we carried over to the new system are not properly synchronizing with their underlying e-tickets due to a data mismatch, unquote. Joe Brancatelli runs the favorite site of business travelers called JoeSentMe.com. He's been following this issue closely. He joins me on the phone. Joe, would you please translate that quote that I just read into plain English? Oh, sure. What it means is United screwed up. Yeah, and there's some people whose reservations aren't showing up. Yeah, if you now the backstory here, Rudy, is endlessly long and convoluted. But in short, it's the emerged United Airlines. It, it encompasses both the old United Airlines and the old Continental Airlines. The old United switched all their computer systems to the computers operated by the old Continental. When that happened, a huge chunk of the reservations you made, which would be pre-March the third for travel on the old United simply didn't transfer properly, and that meant you couldn't check in online. That meant you couldn't use the check-in kiosk, and that meant you did one of two things. A, call United, which is virtually impossible because the whole times had reached five hours at one point, or go to the airport without a boarding pass, which meant you had to wait on that endless line that we all often have to do at airports these days that just seem to be the standard. You wait online. And over the last few weeks, I've chronicled the tens of thousands of customers who arrived hours later, took off hours later, who couldn't get an upgrade or whose seat didn't show up in the reservation computer. And as you pointed out in JoeSentMe.com, it sort of seems like United is blaming the passengers for those five-hour waits on hold uh, with United's uh, reservation agents. Well, it, it's a strange and peculiar thing. You know, Rudy, as journalists, you and I spend a lot of time talking about to the professionals in the industry about their quote-unquote messaging. Well, United's message is everything was great. And then the second message was everything's great now that we fixed the problems we denied we had initially. <laughs> now, as the problems have continued on to the third week and people still can't reach them on the phone unless you are the most elite customer and then you have a shot, is we know we have these problems, but if you wouldn't call us about these problems, there wouldn't be any hold times on the phone. Now, that is absurd by definition, but corporate messaging is very much that these days, as you proved just a moment ago when talking about the cruise ship line. You know, don't tell us we had a crash. We know we had a crash, and we'll investigate it when we get around to it. Or in this case, yes, our computer has crashed, but don't call us and tell us that or ask for help because we got to fix this. And I'm not entirely sure they're fixed yet. I went to Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport yesterday simply to meet a friend who was passing through for lunch, and I didn't go up to the United counter. First of all, it was jammed, just jammed. And there were people standing around it going, yeah, well, it has to do with this computer switchover or something. That's the problem here. So I, there's clearly something still going on. Well, there are two things actually going on. The first part is the computer problem. All the formerly United people, who of course are still United, but it's the old airline, worked on a system called Apollo. It was it had a graphic user interface, as most 
uh, modern computers do. Uh, the system they moved on to called Shares, which was run by Continental, was, uh, let me put it in terms people could maybe understand, was DOS-based in the days before icons and desktops. There's nothing wrong with it, but it takes a lot of keystrokes. And a lot of the previously united people just simply haven't been trained properly or forgot their training or get flustered whenever there's a problem. The second part is United has now lost control of its messaging by by refusing to be upfront with passengers. Everything that has gone wrong with an airline in three weeks is this computer's problem. And unfortunately, it's not, but people get confused and it gets complicated. Thank you, Joe. You can read Joe's comprehensive coverage on travel issues, deals, and more at joesentme.com. We'll be right back. Take care, Joe. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. It was a long time coming for Bruce, his wife, and friends, but now their tour of Peru was finally happening. Somewhere around Machu Picchu, the local cuisine was calling, and baked guinea pig was on the menu. It turned out to be a marvelous weight loss plan. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Hi, I'm Ryan Newman, driver of the number 39 Quicken Loan Chevy for Stuart Haas Racing. I've got a question for you. Want to be my boss? No, really, I'm serious. It can happen when you enter the Quicken Loans You're the Boss sweepstakes. Win, and for one amazing race weekend, you'll be an honorary co-owner of the Stuart Haas Race Team. Enter the Quicken Loans You're the Boss sweepstakes today at qlracing.com. You'll get to hang with me, my other boss, Tony Stewart, and the whole crew. Pretty cool, huh? Oh, and get this, if you win, you'll also walk away with $10,000. Got your attention there, didn't I? So come on, what are you waiting for? Enter the Quicken Loans You're the Boss sweepstakes today at qlracing.com. That's qlracing.com. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 United States and D.C. 18 and older. Void where prohibited. Promotion ends 4-30-12. For official rules and complete details, visit qlracing.com. Sponsor, Quicken Loans Incorporated. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. On my journey to help save people money on car insurance, people have been really surprised to learn that GEICO can also help with renter's insurance. They're even more surprised when I tell them it costs as little as $12 a month. But perhaps what's most surprising is that I still live with my mum. Yeah, I know. I really should start thinking about renting my own place. But then I'd have to get my own tea kettle. Sofa, shower curtain, soap dish. Visit Geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Join Rudy Maxa. Call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. This segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. We all know that sometimes the unexpected does happen while traveling, and if and when it does, you can protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On Call International. The company provides the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation like social unrest or political unrest. From unexpected illnesses to life threatening accidents, delayed luggage, or legal woes, On Call International gives you the help you'll need to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. More info at On Call International or log on to RudyMaxa.com and scroll down on that homepage and look under sponsors. 
I can't think of anyone more suited to talk with us for our Places of the Heart segment than essayist and author Pico Iyer, whose latest book is titled The Man Within My Head. Pico wrote a terrific piece called The Joy of Quiet for the New York Times, in which he celebrated, well, he celebrated stillness and the ability to be quiet and free from the demands of that multimedia that seems to bombard us from all directions during our waking hours. Here's how he put it, and I'm quoting Pico. Nothing makes me feel better, calmer, clearer, and happier than being in one place, absorbed in a book, a conversation, a piece of music. It's actually something deeper than mere happiness. It's joy, which the monk David Steindl-Rast describes as that kind of happiness that doesn't depend on what happens, unquote. Pico, welcome to the show. It's great to be here again. Now, you are very aware of how much time you give to email and television and other distractions, aren't you? I am, and I think many of my friends are even more aware of it. I, I do have the sense that more and more people are getting almost dizzy at this point. Well, you point out in your piece that that uh, the average office worker only has about three minutes at his or her desk without interruptions, that uh, the average American teenager sends or receives 75 text messages a day. I mean, I am surrounded by CNN and CNBC and incoming messages from people popping up on my cell phone and on my computer screen. You actually limit the amount of time you're on your computer, don't you? Yes, and I, well, I'm lucky because I'm self-employed in a way, and I'm a writer, and I'm living here in rural Japan, so I never go online until pretty much my day's writing is finished, and I do it all on pen and paper. And then I try to limit myself to go on the, go online only once a day, take care of all my emails, and uh, then just return to my regular life the way I might have done 15 years ago. Because I think, you know, many of us have this sense that we've got on this roller coaster and we never really wanted to get on it and now we don't know how to get off it and it's like turning on a tap and as you were saying the flood comes in and how do you how do you remove yourself from that well our segment's called places of the heart and you live in rural japan as you just mentioned tell me where you are you're a few hours away by train from tokyo and i gather you're in a relatively rural community yeah i'm in a long way from, i'm a long way from anywhere i'm technically in the suburbs of the 8th century capital of Nara, Japan. I'm in my two-room apartment. I have no bicycle, no car, no printer, no TV I can understand, no newspapers, no magazines. And the result of all that is every day lasts a thousand hours. I wake up as I just did, and it seems as I look through the next 15, 16 days, uh, 16 hours today, as if it's a completely wide expanse. I can go for walks, I can read, I can, I can write, I can talk to my wife, uh, um, I can talk to you, but um, it's a wonderfully liberated sense that uh, not, not so many things are coming in on me. That sounds so luxurious, Pico. I've got, <laughs> I've got to tell you, you wrote in this New York Times piece that in the, in, uh, the last year you've made separate trips to Jerusalem, uh, Hyderabad in, in, in India, Oman in the Middle East, St. Petersburg in Russia, to rural Arkansas and Thailand, and to the stricken nuclear plant in uh, Fukushima, and also into Dubai. Um, but those aren't the places that you, they're really the places of your heart, are you? There's, I, I, I think you must consider where you live one of the places of your heart. Exactly. And, and just like you, I've still got the fascination with the world, and I still want to go and see it and keep up with it and, and find out what's happening. But I can only make sense of my travels by stepping out of the world. I can only begin to understand what I saw in Jerusalem by coming to this very quiet place, sitting still, going over my thoughts and my notes, and, and making a, a kind of sense of it. And just as you said, I think the biggest luxury of all these days for people is just the chance 
chance to unplug and to get away from the rush. You know, you probably know that there are hotels in the United States that charge $2,500 a night for a single room just so you don't have a television in your room. <laughs> My guest is Pico Iyer. He's an essayist and a writer of great repute. He lives in Japan. How did you come to be... Well, there is... I, I should point out to our listeners that there's one other secret place we're going to get... Not secret place, excuse me. A place of the heart for you that we're going to get to in a moment in uh, Northern California. But let me first ask you, since we're on the topic of Japan, how did you find this refuge? How did you find this quiet place in Japan? Well, I followed my, my Japanese sweetheart, uh, my wife here. So that part was easy. But uh, 25 years ago, I was writing for Time magazine. I am on the 25th floor office in Midtown Manhattan, four blocks from Times Square, kind of living the life I might have dreamed of when I was a little boy. Uh, full of excitement, a lot of freedom to travel the world, endless stimulation. But something in me felt I was only seeing a small section of the world, and so I left my job at Time Magazine to come and live for a year in a monastery in Kyoto. And my year in the monastery lasted only a week, but here I am 25 years on, and I'm still close to Kyoto and living in a kind of secular monastery, I suppose. There, speaking of monasteries, there is a place that you go several times a year in Northern California to really, really get away. First of all, let me ask you, before you reveal that place, do you go with your wife? I, I don't. I've taken her there, and we've often taken walks there, so she knows about this place that's important to me. And I could take her, because women are, are welcome there. But one way or another, when I'm with her, we want to go and enjoy the world more than enjoying peace and quiet. But uh, she certainly has a very concrete image of what it's like. All right, reveal that place to us, won't you? Well, it's a Catholic hermitage in Big Sur, California, and I should say right now, I'm not a Catholic, I'm not completely a hermit, and as you know, Big Sur already is one of the most enchanted out-of-time places that I know on the planet, and I just go there for three days at a time, usually a few times a year, and I, I don't go to the services, I don't read scripture necessarily or do anything religious, but just being in a place of absolute stillness, where the silence is not an absence of noise, but it's a presence taking long walks above the ocean, which is 1,300 feet below, um, watching the stars at night beyond counting, and just kind of uh, letting, giving an oil change to my whole system and, and giving my, myself a chance to breathe means that when I go back into the world, I'm suddenly really directed and energized. I feel literally like a new person. Is this Benedictine hermitage open to the public? very much open to the public. I would say that the majority of the people who stay there are women, as I mentioned, many of them not uh, Catholic, some Buddhist, some Sufi. Interestingly, many of the people who stay there are in business. I think they're executive vice presidents or realtors or people in very high-pressure jobs who are just sensible enough to realize that the only way they can do justice to those jobs and to their families is by taking two days or four days or sometimes even a week off uh, just to, to clear their heads. How many people can this uh, this uh, monastery handle, and, and what is what, do you have to book way ahead? Is there a charge? Um, there, there is a suggested donation. You do have to um, book way, way ahead, traditionally. They have a website now, contemplation.com. Uh, they have 14 rooms. Nine of them are just single rooms, but almost embarrassingly comfortable with hot food served in the kitchen every day. So you're, you're not by any means suffering. And five of the rooms are just huts along the Big Sur hillside with their own kitchens and their own bathrooms. In fact, I'd say more alluring than any of the actual hotels or motels I know in, in that area. Um, but the main thing that they're offering you is just stillness. All you hear 
as you sit there, the bells tolling every few hours. What you see as you look down is just uh, eucalyptus trees and, and, and coastal live oaks and just this enormous blue plate of the Pacific dreaming off into the horizon. So, um, so it, it, it is necessary traditionally to book maybe six months in advance, but many people cancel, so it's always worth trying even at the last minute, just if you need a kind of hospital of the heart. And this is a place where, for example, the Post Ranch just down the road charges a, as much as $1,000 a night. Yes, even even more than that. And I've been lucky enough to stay in the Post, Post Ranch, and it's wonderful. But I've never found in all my travels across the planet anywhere quite as restoring and, and magical as this particular hermitage. And I think it has a lot to do with the monks who are very open-minded. They have a beautiful bookshop there selling books from all the major religious traditions. They make no demands on um, their retreatants. And really, uh, what took me aback when I first began staying there is that the monks are such good company. They're there for council or conversation or fun if you want it, but most people go there just to take long, quiet, reflective walks along um, the road above the ocean and, uh, and just to, to be still. And we can learn about this at contemplation.com. Exactly, yes. And I think, um, I guess my message is not that everybody has to go to a monastery, but I do find more and more of my friends these days are taking very conscious moves in order to try and get away from the mad bombardment of data. So some of them go for long runs every day, some do yoga or meditate, some of them cook or go on week-long hikes. But I think one way or another we have to do something or else we'll just drown under all the information that's coming in on us. Essayist and author Pico Iyer's latest book is called The Man Within My Head. Hey, Pico, thank you very, very much for taking time out of your uh, day in Japan. Such a delight, Rudy. Thank you. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Imagine this, you're enjoying a well-deserved vacation and then, boom, disaster strikes. There's an earthquake, a tsunami, or political upheaval such as last year's crisis in Egypt. Who would you call for help? A deluxe membership from OnCall International provides the vital help you need when your destination becomes unsafe. OnCall International will quickly get you out of danger and evacuate you home, all covered by your membership. Learn more by calling 800-575-5014 or go to OnCallInternational.com or RudyMaxa.com and look under Sponsors. And now GEICO presents 30 Seconds with Maxwell the Pig. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Maxwell, and um, my life is kind of awesome because whenever Geico wants to talk about their new mobile app, they're like, um, hey, Maxwell, you feel like coming to the studio and, and talking about how the app lets you manage your policy, you know, and get roadside help and even customize it with your favorite Geico character? And I'm like, maybe. Are there going to be snacks? <laughs> Everything you love about Geico, now mobile. Download the new Geico app today. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. This segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at Travel Guard. It's a chartist company and a worldwide leader in travel insurance. Travel Guard protects products, excuse me, provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe. They help leisure and business travelers alike solve problems and manage risks. Now, right now, 
You can win a free Kindle if you visit travelguard.com forward slash stories. Uh, you're going to read another very brief. It's like, oh, there's only two sentences long. It's the beginning of a chapter in a series of true and compelling travel tales that uh, Travel Guard gets over the course of the year. And you can enter for a chance to win a new Kindle. Every year, Travel Guards gets, get these stories from travelers who are members. This story that's up now goes behind the scenes and how a tour of Peru leads to a taste of an unexpected popular local cuisine, which is to say guinea pig. Yes, I said guinea pig. I'll let you see for yourself what happens, and you get to take a shot at winning a new Kindle. All you need to do is go to travelguard.com forward slash stories. Best of luck to you. So I was uh, changing plane or getting on a plane, waiting to get on a plane in Montevideo, Uruguay, not long ago, and struck up a conversation with a, a guy sitting across from me in the waiting area. His name turned out to be Rob Laidlaw, and he is a skydive and freefall expert. His He runs Skydive University. The website, I'll give it to you later again, but for the moment, it's skydiveu.com. Com. And we were, I asked him what he was doing in Uruguay. He said, well, he travels around the world trying to help skydive operations become more professional, be safer, et cetera. And it led me to thinking, well, might be folks who like to skydive around the world, and maybe the rules are different. Rob, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Hi, Rudy. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's first start with skydiving in the United States. What kind of requirements does someone running a skydive operation have to have, basically? Okay, well, everything within the United States is pretty pretty much run under the standards of the United States Parachute Association, which provides coach and instructor training and ratings for um, static line jumping, for the tandem jumping, as well as uh, free fall instructor training and options that people can participate as a first-time jumper. And the equipment has to be certified as well. Is, am I right? Yes, that's true. The equipment is, is actually certified under the uh, Federal Aviation Administration, or the FAA, and the equipment has to be built to the standards that they've set out in the testing uh, for the strengths materials and the construction of the components, uh, reserve systems, et cetera. Can you tell me in two sentences or less what the difference between free fall and skydiving is? Well, I might term it a little differently as parachuting and skydiving. Parachuting, of course, is the original form, static line where people left an airplane with a tether attached to the airplane that would actually start deploying the parachute and you'd leave the airplane and in a very short matter of time, seconds, start a parachute deployment and open the canopy and fly the canopy. Oh, I see. Skydiving today, free fall training, uh, we're taking people to higher altitudes, uh, just over two miles above the ground, either taking them for a free fall uh, tandem ride with an instructor uh, under one parachute, or we're taking them for actual free fall training where several instructors would leave the aircraft with a person and then provide free fall coaching and ensure that they have deployed the parachute, which they would fly themselves to the ground. Okay. Now, apparently the minimum skydive age is 18 in the United States, but that isn't the case overseas in Europe and South America, for example. No, it does vary from country to country. Here in the United States, we probably have a little bit more uh, stricter regulation in this regard. Uh, some schools will do... Uh, training at 16 years old with parental can, uh, consent. However, not very many of them will anymore, so it's pretty much a standard of 18. However, when you go into Europe or places in Mexico or South America, there really isn't any age restriction. I've seen children maybe as young as seven, year, seven years old go on a tandem jump. How do you feel about that? Well, I think in a sport like this, it's not a bad idea to have a little bit more awareness of uh, 
the, the risks involved so that you can actually make that decision for yourself. But, right. but then now again, I... kids, kids adapt to it fairly well, so it's a kind of, kind of mixed feelings. Now, on your website, Skydive U, you have uh, links to where folks can find out where to skydive, et cetera. But what if I'm traveling overseas? And I see, you know, along a roadside sign, hey, come on in here. We go up in a plane, we skydive. What are two, one or two basic things you should ask before you do that? Well, what I would do is whatever program that a person was interested in trying to enroll in is ask for the instructor credentials or instructor training. See if they have any document that actually shows that they've had some kind of formal training and that it's current so that their ratings actually show that they're in date with some, uh, some, some proof of, you know, who they are. Okay. Uh, countries, countries like Europe are pretty heavily regulated. So you go through Britain, France, uh, anywhere through Scandinavia. Uh, all these countries actually have fairly formal training programs. Instructor training over there is, is very uh, thorough. But however, when you go south of us here, uh, through into Central America and South America, that, that varies a lot. And so it's uh, rather important. But uh, I think to ask the question, see exactly what the qualifications are, the jumpers that are representing themselves and instructors to you are, and then make a decision where you feel comfortable with that. We only have about 15 seconds left, Rob. What about equipment real fast? Well, equipment uh, is, like we already covered, is made through the standards of the United States. Most countries in the world try to follow it. And um, so the equipment construction is very good now it depends on maintenance that would be another thing okay rob laidlaw is owner of skydive U. you can check him out at skydiveu.com uh rob thanks for a little word of warning and some advice appreciate it all right thanks rudy we'll be right back in just a moment don't go away you're in rudy max's world Now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Hi, I'm Ryan Newman, driver of the number 39 Quicken Loan Chevy for Stuart Haas Racing. I've got a question for you. Want to be my boss? No, really, I'm serious. It can happen when you enter the Quicken Loans You're the Boss sweepstakes. Win, and for one amazing race weekend, you'll be an honorary co-owner of the Stuart Haas Race Team. Enter the Quicken Loans You're the Boss sweepstakes today at qlracing.com. You'll get to hang with me, my other boss, Tony Stewart, and the whole crew. Pretty cool, huh? Oh, and get this, if you win, you'll also walk away with $10,000. Got your attention there, didn't I? So come on, what are you waiting for? Enter the Quicken Loans You're the Boss sweepstakes today at qlracing.com. That's qlracing.com. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 United States and D.C. 18 and older. Void where prohibited. Promotion ends 4-30-12. For official rules and complete details, visit QLRacing.com. Sponsor, Quicken Loans Incorporated. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. It was a long time coming for Bruce, his wife, and friends, but now their tour of Peru was finally happening. Somewhere around Machu Picchu, the local cuisine was calling, and baked guinea pig was on the menu. It turned out to be a marvelous weight loss plan. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. On my journey to help save people money on car insurance, people have been really surprised to learn that GEICO can also help with renter's insurance. They're even more surprised when I tell them it costs as little as $12 a month. 
But perhaps what's most surprising is that I still live with my mum. Yeah, I know, I really should start thinking about renting my own place. But then I'd have to get my own tea kettle. Sofa, shower curtain, soap dish. Visit Geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Does your furnace need repair, your house need cleaning, or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen or bath? Big or small, whatever your home improvement need, now it's easy to find the right home pro for your project. Take it from me, Rudy Maxa, and log on to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Service Magic is a free online resource with instant access to top-rated remodelers, maids, handymen, painters, and many other contractors in your area. Just go to homebuild 411 servicemagic.com. Service Magic has a network of licensed and insured contractors in hundreds of home improvement categories. If you need a painter, electrician, plumber, architect, or any other home service, then you need to visit homebuild411.servicemagic.com today. It's easy, it's free, and it's a source to find neighbor-recommended contractors. Now you can hire a pre-screened home pro with confidence. Go to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. It's quick, it's free, and there's no obligation. Visit homebuild411.servicemagic.com servicemagic.com or rudymaxa.com and click on sponsors for more info. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 43 minutes after the hour. Welcome back. David Rowell's been a guest on the show before. We're always happy to have him. He is the author of thetravelinsider.com. And if you're interested in travel and aviation and, well, lately, the prices at uh, Disney parks in Orlando and all kinds of other related subjects, you want to check out thetravelinsider.com. David has been keeping a close eye on the TSA's various permutations of attempts to put in security at airports. This past week, a student discovered that one of the TSA's relatively new full-body scanners can actually be fooled quite easily. Uh, this student passed through carrying a metallic item about the size of an iPhone, not once, but twice. Fort Lauderdale's airport, and he did it again at Cleveland's Hopkins Airport. What the heck is going on here? Uh, please tell us, David. Hi, Rudy. You know, it wasn't just the student. A month or two before that, there was a TSA lady agent who, as part of her job, tested the system and smuggled a gun through in her underwear. Uh, that was embarrassing, too. What happens is, let me explain the, the weakness of these uh, X-ray machines that we have to stand in front of much of the time now. So there are these two slabs that we stand in front of, and they take a picture of our back and our front. And then uh, on the sort of the X-ray image, the TSA officer sees a whitish, shadowy sort of figure of our body, and any suspicious objects appear as a darkish, blackish sort of thing. If I have a bomb on my stomach, you'll see a black object in the middle of my white stomach. Now, here's the catch. What say, instead of having the bomb in the middle of my stomach, no jokes about the size of my stomach, please, what say I had it alongside me, on my side? Then the TSA agent would not see a black object against what is a black background. Ah. And, and is that what we presume the student did with this metal object? We don't have to presume at all. We had to presume as to what the TSA agent did because, uh, of course, they weren't revealing anything. But the student went out and blogged about it and said, hey, this is what I thought would happen. 
tried it out, and I went through two different machines, as you said, at two different airports, and yay, I got away with it both times. And what does the TSA have to say about this? <laughs> well, they sort of sneered and derided the student and said, well, who cares? We've got 19 more layers of security anyway. <laughs> but my thought is, if it doesn't matter if we're going through these machines or not, you try saying that to a TSA agent next time you go through security. <laughs> hey, I don't want to be dosed with these x-rays because you've got 19 other layers of security. Right. And um, you note that there are two different kind of, of machines. And uh, it's interesting to note that the one that these two folks snuck by, stuff by are an x-ray unit called Rapiscan, and that other countries have refused to deploy these things. Why is that? Well, that's exactly right, Rudy. The, the Rapiscan machines have always been controversial because they use x-rays, the same as in a dentist or doctor's office. And uh, some people believe there may be some element of harm with those x-rays. Indeed, using the TSA's own statistics claim to show that the x-rays are essentially harmless, more people will die each year from x-rays than from terrorists. Uh, and then because they're very expensive, because they're slow to go through, and because they don't work, most other countries have decided they don't want any part of it. Oh, this sounds like those old puffer machines that you came in for a while and cost $35 million that they finally took out. But you, there's another kind of machine called an L3 ProVision Millimeter Wave Scanner. This L3. Now, how is this different and why is it more effective? Well, it doesn't use x-rays, it uses radio waves, so it's thought to be safer. And instead of standing in front in, the, in between two slab plates, it has a couple of arms that rotate around you, creating close to a 360-degree picture. So if you do have something on your side, it will still appear on the resulting scan picture. Ah, well, we only have about 30 seconds left. But David, if you were the TSA's are, what would you recommend? Well swap the rapid scans with the L3s, but uh, that could be a long time coming. And until that happens, would you recommend folks opt out and have a pat-down? At least you know you're not getting radiated. That's what I do. Uh, it's a hassle, it's unpleasant, but uh, it's much safer. And you also believe that we ought to identify uh, terrorists before they get to the airport. Well, it's not just me who says that. That's uh, co commonly accepted because it's not just smuggling bombs onto planes. There's a hundred different ways you could attack a plane and a million different ways you could attack the country as a whole. Like shopping centers, trains, you know, town squares, rock concerts, football games. Et cetera, et cetera. You can read David Rowell's excellent coverage of the world of travel at his blog, thetravelinsider.com. Thanks, David. I appreciate your chatting with us. Yeah. Take care. We'll be right back. Got some deals of the week for you. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. 
Welcome back to Rudy Max's World, the country's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Nice to have you with us. Hey, thanks for liking me on Facebook. We, we went over 1,500 fans. Now, next goal, I guess, is 1,600. Uh, appreciate it. Um, I'm at Rudy Maxa-TV show, and I know this you're listening to a radio show, not a TV show, but Facebook, when I signed up for a fan page, made you choose a category, and there was no category for radio show. And I do have a TV show, so I picked that one. But go to Rudy Maxa-TV show on Facebook. Like me, you'll also see I post some of the deals of the week there. We post links to some of our guests in case you were driving and couldn't write them down or if you missed a show. By the way, if you did miss a show, go to RudyMaxa.com and click on podcasts, and you can listen to any of our past shows. They're divided into hour one and hour two, and there's a description of the guests in each hour next to that. Um, actor Ashton uh, Kutcher, uh, Kutcher, how do you pronounce his name? Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher this week became the 500th customer to sign up for one of the first flights into space. He committed to a $200,000 ticket aboard Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic. The company plans to begin commercial operations next year, just next year, offering suborbital rides in a six-seat spacecraft. The flights will last about two and a half hours. Passengers will have a view of Earth that only astronauts have been able to have, and they'll experience about five minutes of weightlessness while they're up there. Virgin Galactic says it's in the final stages of its flight test program. No word yet if Kutcher or fellow travelers will earn frequent flyer miles on Branson's Virgin Atlantic Airways. That'd be a lot of frequent flyer miles. That's nice. And if you care to, uh, care to to uh, tour the war zones of Libya, well, a British travel agency is offering seven-day tours escorted, escorted by a low-profile, I put that in quotes, security team on a carefully planned route. The company's called Political Tours. It was started by a former journalist three years ago, a British journalist, and it's operated tours in the past to the Balkans and North Korea. One 82-year-old American woman who's planning on taking the Libyan tour says she can't wait too long to visit Libya, given her age, quote, I'm financially able to do it now, and I'm physically able to do it now, unquote. Locals are said to have received Western visitors warmly, and many are eager to share their stories with uh, Visitors. Well, let's check a couple deals of the week. Do we have that big cash register? Yeah, there it is. There it is. Well, you've heard me talk uh, in the past about this app called Hotel Tonight that you can put on your iPhone and your your Android phones, your smartphones. Uh, you can now also access it on your Kindle Fire, by the way. Um, it delivers same-day discounts on several hotels in major cities, including New York, where it's often time to find a dis often difficult to find on short notice a discounted hotel. What happens is every day at noon in whatever city you're looking in, Hotel Tonight posts deals at these hotels now this is not a website well they've got a website but you can't find the deals there you've got to have it as an app on your smartphone or your kindle fire they added two new destinations this week santa fe new mexico and newport rhode island just wanted to let you know bermuda's got a good deal going on it they're calling it their sizzling summer program it's an island-wide promotion offering guests up to six hundred dollars in resort credits here's how it works it's based on a four night minimum stay if you stay four nights you're gonna get four hundred dollars in credits if you stay five nights at participating hotels and resorts you'll get five hundred dollars in credit and six hundred dollars if you stay six nights now here's the deal you can book now through april 14th for stays april 1st through october 31st that's a big window april 1st to the end of october hotel ranges hotel prices range between 300 and 460 dollars a night which means Boy, if you say six nights, you're getting a night free plus $140 in credits uh, that you can use for other things like meals and so on. 
properties include luxury resorts, boutique hotels, historic free, uh, beachfront properties. There are at least a dozen participating. I'll go through them real fast in case you're familiar with Bermuda and might hear one of your favorites. Cam these are participating hotels in this deal. Good for stays from April 1st through October 31st, if you book by mid-April, the 14th. Cambridge Beaches Resort and Spa, Coral Beach Club, Elbow Beach, Bermuda, Fairmont Hamilton Princess, Fairmont Southampton Hotel, Grotto Bay Beach Resort, The Reefs Hotel and Club, Newstead Belmont, Re Newstead Belmont Hills Resort, Pompano Beach Club, The Royal Palms, which asks you to include both a Friday and a Saturday, Rosedown Hotel, where you must include a Saturday, and the Surfside Beach Club. So you can go to 800, call 800 Bermuda for details. The website is too long for me to give out. By the end of this show, I will post it on the website, excuse me, on my Facebook page, Rudy Maxa Dash TV Show. If you're interested in Bermuda this summer, it's a lovely place to go. Consider this Bermuda uh, sale. Southwest, sale uh, Southwest Airlines also launched a sale. It ends this Thursday, March 29th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Fares as low as $69 one way to select destinations. Here's the small print. You got to buy 10 days in advance. And it's only good for travel on Tuesdays and Wednesdays between April 3rd and June 27th. Some blackout dates for Florida apply. Go to southwest.com for details. Here's some sample fares. $69 between Vegas and San Francisco. $92 between Birmingham and Chicago Midway. $132 one way between Atlanta and BWI. $69 one way between BWI and Greenville Spartanburg. Southwest.com. Travel. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, April 3rd and June 27th. Now, I will tell you, some of Southwest competitors match these fares on the same routes as Southwest is offering them with the same restrictions. Travel only on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So check out a competitor if Southwest doesn't have flight schedule you like. We've come to the end of the first hour of Rudy Max's World. Boy, that went fast. We're going to do another hour in about six minutes, so stick around. If your station's leaving us this hour, we'll see you here again next week, same time, same station. If your station's sticking around for the second hour, as I'm happy to say most of our stations do, we've got a full plate. Don't miss it. Be right back in about six minutes. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.